was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do uh, Mastered MMA. Mastered <laughs> MMA. Mastered MMA. Mastered MMA. Yeah. And that'd be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I wanted. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mustard MMA. Thank you very much for joining us. We had a cracking little UFC card at the weekend that we're going to get stuck into momentarily. Before we do, let me just say hello. My name is Joe, and as always, I'm joined by young Matthew, who actually. Treacle. Sorry to interrupt you at the, the first moment, the first opportunity there. But Didn't take it, you long, did it? It is young Matthew looking very much like a, a young Ben Askren, I must say. I'll take young... Oh, that sounds a bit dodgy, but no, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. Um, I'll take being called young, 34, Joe. But yeah, got the curls going on here. It is. It's a pro- proper barnet going on there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Just for you. I See, I haven't got you on video here. I don't know if you're pretending your camera ain't working here just to get <laughs> out of it. I know your barnet's looking a bit long in a minute, so... Um, but anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. I had a bit of a hectic day today. I'm at sixes and sevens, as they say. So, uh, You've been down the old physio, haven't you? Is this, what is this, hip? Or is this a new uh, ailment? It's the same ailment. It's yeah. the same ailment, same much one. like Mr. Askren. He dodgy hips. So I've had that a little bit of a good seeing. So That's true, actually. His, Something his, else you've got, got in common. got his knuckles in there. Go on. <laughs> Something else Go you've got on. in common with uh, Ben Askren. Yeah, the only thing we haven't got in common is uh, his bad striking. Mine's a little bit better, you see. <laughs> How'd it go anyway? Are you healthy? Are you back on the road once lockdown's over? Do you think you're going to be able to get a bit of training in, a bit of uh, whatever you fancy? I think so. I'm six months in, so That's a long I've just while. got a little couple of niggles, couple of niggles here and there. Um, without a physio side, without a gym, so you've got to make use of what you can get. But I'm feeling good six months in, so I reckon whenever gym's open again, I will be able to get a bit of training going there. Nice. So if anyone out there fancies it, Having a little tear up, let's have it. <laughs> well, Kamaru Usman is looking for a tear up after the weekend. He needs another challenger. I reckon you can make one seventy. That's about your weight. Should we get should we get stuck straight into it? Because yeah, we were undecided last week, weren't we? You actually thought Burns he might nick this one. I was like, nah, don't I just don't see it myself. I think Usman's too good. In the end I got I got I got proved right, which is what it is. But I mean it was, it was a brilliant performance, wasn't it? Probably Probably one of his best performances to date, really. I mean, I've done a little blog post this week. It's up on the website. Go check it out, mustardmma.com. But we mentioned that he's gone and started training with Trevor Whitman, which involves sparring with Justin Gaethje, which uh, can only do you the world of good, really, can't you? Trevor Whitman Whitman seems like a bit of a genius. And, uh, yeah, no wrestling involved whatsoever. No toe stomping, nothing up against the cage. No clinch work, pretty much. Just a nice, steady opening start. I mean, I say steady. He got knocked down pretty early doors, didn't he? So it wasn't that steady. But, yeah, used his jab effectively. and It was all striking. And in, in a way, beat Burns at his own game, I guess. It was a very sticky start, wasn't it? I thought I was on to a winner. I mean, I was definitely rooting for Burns here. Not that I don't like Usman. But he just got something about him, isn't he? He's quite likeable. Yeah, he is, uh, yeah. Burnsy. And he was smaller, he's the underdog, he's sort of come out of nowhere and gone on this incredible run. Obviously, he had the backstory of the teammates and stuff. And I thought he was going to do it in that first round. He'd come out of the blocks flying. But Usman has just done what pretty much any other champion's done, which is come back from adversity, not panic, 
and because he's been in those sort of situations before, took his time, made some adjustments, and just turned the fight on its head, stayed calm, and just dominated from there on in. I think you could see the championship experience in Usman and what it was lacking in Burnsy. I think he sort of got a bit overawed by the occasion, perhaps an adrenaline dump after that big knockdown in the first round. But from the second round onwards, it was just all Usman. As you say, that, that big jab, but he looked so much bigger, Usman, didn't he? I think that was a big difference in it as well. But fantastic performance, quite emotional at the end, wasn't it, Joe? They embraced Burnsy in particular. He, he was in tears, the boy. Yeah, he was, he was. It was obviously a big moment for it, as as it would be, wouldn't it? Obviously fighting for the, the title. But I think I think you might may have knocked it on the head there. I think uh, championship, championship experience has definitely helped Usman in that situation. And I think for Burns, obviously we don't know, do we? We, we can only speculate. But I think it could possibly possibly be that it the occasion got to him a little bit because there's a, there's a lot going on. And like you say, went out there, started really fast, got a knockdown. And it was almost as if once that second round started, he had kind of just lost a bit of life. He didn't have that spring in his step anymore. And it was almost like all the energy got sucked out of him. And from that point on, Usman put it on him, as you just mentioned. And it was emotional afterwards. Uh, there has been a little beef, bit of beef between them. But obviously, they were teammates for a long time. And it's nice to see that you can let bygones be bygones uh, after after putting your, your bodies on the line like that. So, yeah, it was good to see. Obviously, Usman was uh, very, very riled up afterwards, as he should be as well. He feels a bit disrespected, doesn't he? Which... Um, I don't think he is personally. I don't think you can really deny him at this point. But yeah, it was nice to see a little bit of um, sportsmanship at the end. And for Burnsy, thirty-four years old now, he's actually it's old, just, older than Usman, which is mad, seeing as he's only just really arrived on the scene. It's not to say he won't be back. I mean, he hasn't had that many main events, let alone title, top fivers, contender fights, things of that nature, has he? So he might be just a bit of a late bloomer um, he's come across Usman so it's no shame in losing to him uh, he had him in trouble more so than anyone else has done of late I think he can certainly be back I think he could make some adjustments take that experience into his next big fight whether it's against someone in the top five or perhaps lower if he wants to work his way back up I think he'll certainly be back I don't think we've seen the last of Gilbert Burns no definitely whereas, not whereas Usman I think you just you just said it there the championship mentality how many times have we seen the likes of GSP and John Jones being in adverse situations in fights and then turn it around and somehow eke out a decision or win that final round when it's even going into the fifth and stuff like that or recovering from a knockdown? I think Usman is just showing them sort of qualities that we've seen the greats do down the, down the line. I think he's, if not already, one of the greats again. So that really leads us on to the question of what Usman does next. Obviously, there's. He called out uh, Masvidal, didn't he? Uh, he? He seems to want a Masvidal fight. I'm personally, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan on that fight. I like Masvidal. I like Usman. I don't really. I don't really want to see that fight again right now. I. You know, I always. I always like to see if we're calling it a sport and we're calling them divisions and we're giving them rankings. I always do like to see that play out in a traditional sporting sense as much as possible. So, for me, I think you've got a couple of lads waiting there in the rankings. In Stephen Thompson and Leon Edwards, obviously, personally, as as British lads, we want to see Leon Edwards get that shot. Of course, we do. But you can make a very strong case for Stephen Thompson getting it as well. And I guess maybe the only other sort of little little outsider you could put in there is a return 
of Khabib Namagomedov. And we mentioned before that would be a very excellent fight that we would like to see. I guess it would have to be at 170. Or maybe, yeah, I mean, I, I doubt Usman gets below 170, to be honest. So, out of all that, Masvidal, Covington as well, I guess, is in there. He's always hanging about. Edwards and Burns. Uh, Edwards. Edwards and Thompson. That's about it, I would say. The options, which one would you be looking at from all angles, really, as the UFC, as Usman, as a fan? What are you thinking? Uh, well, I'll start with what I would like to see happen, because it's probably more unlikely. I think... With regards to Edwards and Wonderboy, I think they both deserve a big fight each. I think matching them together is probably going to sort of push them down the pecking order a little bit because the names are so big in that division. I'd like to see them sort of split that top four up a little bit. I think Masvidal and Edwards, the fight's there to be made, has been for a year or two now. No much much more needs to be said on that. I think they can make that fight be a main event on pay-per-view even let's be honest and i'd quite like to see colby versus wonderboy i think they've got contrasting styles yeah, definitely yeah. in and out of the cage how funny will that build yeah, up be colby be poking fun i mean wonderboy like... will just take it he'll love it yeah that's it i'd like to see wonderboy come back at him as well i think it'd be good he'll, he'll start calling him like the ned flanders of the <laughs> ufc or saying he'll, yeah, <laughs> he'll just start he'll love it he won't give yeah. a damn and then he'll just kick his head off in the cage a couple of weeks later yeah um, i think they're quite and then you could do the old that all depends if usman wants a rest i think it looks like he doesn't but this is my scenario so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so usman's having a rest here whether you like it or not son and you could just have these four fight out whoever's most impressive or whatever goes on and faces the champion next but what I think might actually happen, I think I think the Masvidal fight's gonna happen, unfortunately. I'm with you, Joe, you did it in your blog post, you said it there. You're not you're not up for that one and I'm inclined to agree. I don't think it makes a ton of sense. But the champion wants it. Masvidal obviously wants it. I think Dana wants it. I think uh he's done uh, done huge numbers back on Fire Island. I know you love all that chat, Joe, pay per view buys and all that, didn't you? Yeah, big fan. But it was a different time then. It was the first pay per view if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, on Fire Island during a big lockdown. And there was a lot of extra hype around Masvidal, which has exactly. gone away slightly now that he's already lost to him. Exactly. The aura has almost gone a little bit, and you can see it. They're not stupid, Usman, Masvidal, and the UFC. You all, you've just seen like a an influx of this narrative of he'll have a full training camp, he'll have a full training yeah. camp or whatever. He might have a full training camp, but I still don't think he'll do half the buys that he did in the summer. And I don't think it makes sense from a competitive standpoint either. But I think they're going to make that one. And I also think we're going to see Edwards fight Wonderboy. I think Colby's going to miss out here. We've seen him before talk himself out of big fights. We see it with the, the Woodley one where Till was brought in. We've seen him drag his heels with the Lawler one. And this Masvidal one's dragging along as well. And I think he might be talking himself out of a fight here because it looks like they tried to get Colby Masvidal made. Why would uh, Dana start talking about Colby Edwards and Masvidal Usman, so they're clearly not getting it made. And I think Colby's not going to want to fight Edwards. I don't think he's a big enough name in his eyes. So I think we might see Colby be the full guy here, and we'll see Edwards fight Wonder Boy. And to be honest, it might be a bit controversial coming from a, a Brit, but I do think Edwards does need a, need another one before a title fight. He's been inactive for so long. I think he does need to beat one of them top five to to warrant a title shot next. So I think that's what I think might happen. So you've got Wonderboy versus Edwards and Usman Masvidal and Colby's twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> any, any chance of Khabib or not, not at the moment? 
nah, I think the only chance would have been if Burnsy had had it, purely for the size thing. I think Usman's just probably far too big. He's a monster. I can't really see it. I, I was bigging it up before, but that was on the, the premise that Burnsy got over the line, which he didn't. That's true. Burnsy might be out of fight, Colby, someone like that. And obviously you've got Nate Diaz in there, but I, I really can't see him troubling anyone there. I don't think they'll make that. Why not Chimiev Diaz or something for a laugh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. why not? So that, that, that wraps up the main event then. It was a good one, wasn't it? And there were some decent little fights on here. Should we start start on the main card, I guess? And there was um co-main event. Macy Barber, 22 years young, very young, inexperienced, up against Alexa Grasso. By all accounts, I didn't quite appreciate myself, but a lot of people have been saying a lot of good things about her and, and um, from a, a former days in, in Victor, I think it was. And, you know, since she's come to the USC, I've never really seen, I don't think we've ever really seen that come to fruition. But apparently, but, uh, you know, as people are saying, she really started to show her true potential and what everyone thought she could have been in that fight. So I think that's a good win. Obviously, Macy Barber is a favourite of the UFC. They're kind of pushing her quite a lot, which you kind of can't help but do in some of those divisions. Uh, but on that basis, a fantastic win for Alexa Grasso. And uh, given how small, slim and thin the division is, she herself can't be too far off a title shot now. Yeah, that's the thing when it, with these these youngsters in these thin divisions. They get they get thrown up too quickly. Sort of Paige Van Zandt. I mean, can you imagine Barber winning a couple and then fighting Shevchenko? I mean, the striking disparity would have been a bit scary. I think um, Grasso, on the other hand, has probably got the best the best hands in the division. So I think she could certainly go on a bit of a run herself. I think Barber, she's got plenty of plenty of time to develop. But I do worry in them thin divisions because there is no time to develop. If you're number 10 in the world at 22, you can only fight someone better than you yeah. um, or world-class. So you know, it's hard for them sort of fighters to develop. But Grasso, I thought, has rounded out her game well. Barber did come on strong in the last round, to be fair to her. She started just roughing her up a little bit. Yeah, once she sort of... Trying to make, once make she, her go a bit. Once she closed that distance a little bit, she did have a bit of success, Barber, didn't she? But I guess it was just... Uh, a difficult puzzle to solve over that first 10 minutes and once you know it took that 10 minutes to really get the hang of it I guess yeah it's, it's all experience and let's not forget she's been out for at least a year I think with a rehab for her knee and stuff so weren't a bad performance all told but I'm, I'm sure she'll come back stronger as well but I'd like to see her perhaps against someone a bit unranked maybe get her confidence Grass on the other hand is a real deal I think she can certainly go a long way and cause some of them girls some problems in that top 10 top 5 even Valentine but yeah great fight Kelvin Gasolin bounced back after a, a, a free fight losing streak which is absolute madness when you consider how good Kelvin Gastelum is and to be fair up against Ian Heinish not the best of fights I didn't think I don't think Gastelum looked fantastic but he definitely did enough to get a win and at, at this stage after three defeats that is be all and end all at the moment I would say you get that win under your belt and then think about trying to look impressive in your next ones yeah he just had to get it just had to get that win we were saying it last week weren't we that's so important that he got the win if he lost four on the bounce he'd probably be like fuck this might have lost his job but that's how important that was he weren't going to be make, taking many chances against Hynish Hynish uh, not been taking any chances there he did everything right Hynish went for that flying knee a, f- a few times uh, Castle dealt with it well Got some brilliant slams in there. 
and hopefully we can see him climb the rankings again. He called out a winner of Costa Whitaker, or I think he said he wanted to be the standby for a Costa Whitaker fight. So he's only looking upwards. He's number nine in the rankings, but he's so much better than that, I think. I think he's a top fiver, perennial top fiver. So I'm glad to see him get a win because I think he still be the champion to be honest he took Izzy the whole way and some so glad to see him get the win Heinish I like as well he's got a good story seems like a nice bloke grounded been through a lot uh, but he's quite new to the sport um, himself so hopefully he'll come back stronger it was always going to be a tough ask but please for Gastelum another fight I liked actually opening up, opening up the main card uh, Julian Marquez up against Mackie Pistolo and uh, again someone that Darren Stewart has beat in the past so we always seem to mention it. We don't like to rub it in, but a decision here or there against Kevin Holland and um, Darren Stewart could be on his big cards, but hopefully will be soon. But Mackie Pitolo absolutely smashed Julian Marquez for two and a bit rounds, pretty much. Maybe not smashed, but he was dominating for two and a bit rounds. Very aggressive, very active. It looked quite good, actually. Then Julian Marquez came back with a submission win right at the end in the third round. It was fantastic to see. It was a good way to open up the main card. And he also had a, a nice little call out at the end as well. I don't know if you saw it, Matthew. I see a few bits. He, he got into the Valentine spirit, but yeah, I didn't it. actually see the interview itself. So, Joe, do you want to picture the scene? Yeah, well, that was it. Paint a picture of me, Ed, talking yeah. through it. It was actually Valentine's Day on uh, on Sunday, which uh, Saturday even. So, not that that means anything to me. I know, I know yourself. You, you've got a little, a little entanglement going on. So, I, I, I haven't wished you a happy Valentine's Day, but I hope you had a nice one. And. Uh, in the spirit of that, in the post-match uh, post-match interview, Jeff Shrees was there interviewing him, and uh, he said, "Have you got a call out?" And he said, "Yeah, I do have a call out, Miley Cyrus. Will you be my Valentine?" So I, it was quite. I, I didn't really because he's been out for Marquez. What is it? Is it two, three years? He's been out. It's been a long, long time. And he was like, "Yeah, I've waited a long time for this, Miley Cyrus. Will you be my Valentine?" So. It was pretty amusing, and it was a fantastic win as well. He looked, he looked a little bit rusty, but obviously the comeback and, and get that win was fantastic. And the call-out as well, Miley Cyrus has responded, so he's going to be doing big, uh, big numbers. He's going to be trending, as they like to say nowadays. So it was a, it was a good night all around for Julian Marquez. I hope he hasn't stitched up all the other winners' better arse by saying, why didn't you call me out for my Valentine's <laughs> the rest of them? He's probably stitched them up. Genius from the man. He used his platform. It's got him tongues wagging. Everyone knows who he is now because of that. So it's a pretty clever move, to be honest. No, it's a great win. It's a good idea. Good idea. And a, a little upset on the prelims, actually. Rodolfo Vieira, we uh, praised him last week. Absolute rip to shreds. Jiu-Jitsu phenom, unbeaten. He was up against Anthony Hernandez. Hold on, Joe. Are you describing yourself there? <laughs> similar similar it did sound like you were describing yourself sorry go on <laughs> but yeah he was up against Anthony Hernandez so how did he get on he won I presume Anthony Fluffy Hernandez some great <laughs> nicknames on this card by the way Coconut Bombs I think was in there the Cuban, Cuban Missile, Missile Crisis, crisis. yeah oh, no. brilliant um, unbelievable but Fluffy I think was up there and all so yeah Vieira obviously Joe Rogan was on this one he was loving it ADCC all that champion he could be getting very very uh, high paydays for jiu-jitsu matches but no he's concentrating on mma this is his thing seven and oh comes in he did look the part coming in to be fair he looked dominant i think he got a mount after 30 seconds to a minute and it looked curtains for hernandez he was trying this arm triangle two or three times fair play to hernandez 
it was tight as well. Got out of it, kept composed. He seems like a little wily vet, very well-rounded fluffy. <laughs> he got out of it, and Vieira was absolutely blowing out of his ass. Uh, he's gone, was Proper. he? Proper. Proper. Pre-season football after a big night out blowing out your ass. <laughs> and he was... His, his arms were gone. They were gone. And from there on in, Hernandez was just teeing off on him, teeing off on him. He eventually went to the ground, and he locked in a, a choke, and that was it. One of the greatest upsets in UFC history. I think it was the biggest uh, underdog on the card. But with regards to credentials, yeah. credentials versus just an MMA fire in uh, inverted commas, one of the biggest scouts you could ever see. No one saw that one coming. That oh, was fantastic, wasn't it? And I'm sure that Vieira will be back. He's probably learned a little lesson there. Maybe relax on that submission. He got another 15 odd minutes to go. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a decent little card all round, actually. Obviously, we had a couple of dropouts, didn't we? Which took the shine off it somewhat for me, anyway. Took the shine off it a little bit. Solid card, though. Obviously, with big fans of Gasolin, a couple of comeback wins there. Usman can't knock that. So, unless you have uh, any other qualms, Matthew, we will move on to the news. Uh, I haven't got any qualms. I just uh, want to sort of piggyback on what you said. I think it was lacking in a little bit of name power, which is probably what was a bit of a dampener for you and me as well. So I was really looking forward to Jimmy. I didn't find out until like, a couple of hours before that he, he was off there, and obviously it lost Hall and Wyman before that. And Jimmy Rivera, your boy as well, so he, he come off yeah. late as well. So it did take a bit of a hit. I'm happy because it was free, but um, I'm fuming if I paid 70 quid. No, oh, mate. How they, how they stitch these Americans up by making them pay 70, 80 dollars? I'll have no... I have no how, does, how does anyone afford that every month? You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> On top of your subscriptions and everything like that. Jesus. That's, that's, why, that's why Dana can afford... Uh, yeah, fucking hell. Not all his nights out, can't he, eh? Cool. Anyway, good card. <laughs> well worth the money, that one. That's a quiet little news week this week, Matthew. And it's just a couple of little fight announcements that we've got for the next pay-per-view, actually, in a couple of weeks' time, 259. We've got our man, Islam Makachev, obviously pulled out of that RDA fight. He's up against Drew Dober now. So, fantastic opportunity for both lads, particularly Drew Dober. Uh, obviously, he could pick up a little bit of a scalp here against Makachev. But on the other side, Makachev, you're probably looking as, uh, at this as an opportunity for him to have a little show-off on a big stage, I guess. Yeah, I think it's that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be looking past Drew Dober. He's, he's someone else who's got some fantastic hands. Fantastic hands. Um, <laughs> yeah, Makachev seems to be out for quite a while now, it seems. As it well. has been a so, while. So, uh, he will be a live dog, as the Yanks say, I think, Drew Dober. But good to see Makachev back in there. He's Everyone's saying he's probably the next big thing, but we've yet, we're yet to see it yet. He's still sitting down there at 15. We need him to see him make the climb up that ladder at lightweight, the pack ladder. So I'll be interested on that one. And what's the other one on that card? It's the same card, Joe, isn't it? The other fight announcement? Same card, yeah. And we have mentioned it before, I think. And it's Benavidez still going. Obviously, he's still in there. He still wants that title shot. He's up against uh, Askar Askarov, who's, uh, I think he's top 10, isn't he, now? He's kind of working his way up there. He's a dangerous opponent. So decent little fight, this one. Same card. And uh, all things going well, as long as we don't get a lot of uh, last-minute dropouts. USC 259 is looking to be a very tasty little card. Yeah, good little flyweight one. That 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 card is stellar, stellar, stellar indeed. It is. It is uh, only a couple of weeks away as well. I think what's that? It's got three title fights, isn't it? The easy, uh, that's it. Yan, Nunes, 
Uh, Anderson? Is that the other one? Yeah, Nunez Anderson and Jan Sterling. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. You know what? That's uh, I'd pay seventy quid for that one. Don't you worry. That one is worth I mean, it, to be fair. I mean, I'd begrudgingly hand it over. <laughs> yeah. I would hand it over eventually. <laughs> last minute. After pretending you ain't gonna all week, last minute. Yep. Yeah. Go oh, on. I ain't paying extortion. Extortion. <laughs> then I get don't get invited to the pub. And, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, going slightly off piece, we also we're a little bit late to the party, but Bellator. Obviously, the UFC's main rivals, I guess, over in, in America. They've announced a little tourney. It is a light heavyweight. Uh, but the one, the one I think we're all most excited for is two of their most recent acquisitions, and that is Yael Romero up against Anthony Rumble Johnson. Obviously, uh, we can get we can get much more into this at the time, but this is one of those dream matchups, really, isn't it? It's one of those, if you were to sit there and say, oh, what is a fight that you would like to see? Anyone, any fighter, any era, any weight. Romero Rumble is going to be at the top of most people's list, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a shit yourself scared fight, that is. <laughs> you'd, so. be, you'd be on the edge of your seat. That's if Romero wants to turn up this time. I mean, he was tentative against uh, Izzy, let alone if you see Rumble there. Yeah, that is true. Ahead of you. I'm just looking forward to seeing Rumble back, to be honest. I think I've seen Romero be a bit too tentative too many times. On his day, he can, he can click out in a flash, you're knocked out. Rumble, he's a scary individual. Hopefully, he's coming back motivated, willing to put the graft in, go for that title. He'll win this at a, at a canter if he turns up motivated this tournament. We've seen him what what he did to Ryan Bader in the UFC. Barely touched him, and he went out. I think he'll do the same to Romero. To be honest, Buzz, I'm gutted he's not in the UFC. Gutted. Uh, it'd be fantastic to see him, wouldn't he? But I guess uh, maybe. Maybe you're, if we can, uh, if we can be so bold, you might say that with it being at Bellator, perhaps a lesser standard, perhaps that gives us an opportunity to see Rumble put on some highlight reels for, uh, for a few a few more fights, rather than maybe coming over to the UFC and he's up against Bladesy and he's been taken down for fifteen minutes, as an example. You've given away your prediction for the <laughs> next week's card. Oh shit. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. He's probably getting a bit more, bit more cash anyway. So yeah, definitely. Fair play yeah. to him. It's a, it's a decent little tournament. I do like a tournament. They, there's always dropouts. There's always a, something that goes wrong with them. But they're always nice to look at them little brackets, and they. So yeah, they are. I wish yeah. the UFC would do them, but I suppose that's what better tours there for. This their USP, isn't it? They do them. UFC don't. That's why people are going to tune in. Well, that's so, it. That's it. I reckon that's probably a big and, reason why they do do it. To be fair, because the UFC don't. Well, on that point, I think. I saw the other day that uh, the BBC are taking up the, the Bellator. Yes. But certainly the Bellator European card, right? So I've only just sort of remembered that. So good job you mentioned it, Joe. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're playing on iPlayer, every event that's in Europe, I believe. I may have got that wrong, so I'm not sure about the American cards, but there no, you it's go. good. It's good, isn't it? We know where it's going to be played rather than on these, these silly little Sky Sports Stroke Channel 5 things they were doing before. No, definitely. And... Yeah, I think that's a big key. If you if Bellator can get these shows on nice and easy, at like a regular schedule like the UFC do, you always know when the UFC is on. Same time every week. Obviously, it's not the most ideal time, but at least you can record it and you can make plans around it. So Bellator can start doing the same thing. I think people are going to watch just because it's there, aren't they? So it'll only be yeah. a good thing for them. So yeah, looking forward to that. Pretty pretty tasty. Happy days. <laughs> 
So, Matthew, that moves us on to the little UFC card we've got going on this weekend. And as always, after a pay-per-view, you do find yourselves looking at these cards and they're, they're a little bit of an in-between card. They're a little bit of filler. You've got some young lads looking for some big opportunities. And then you've got a, a main event which has got a decent amount of potential. Saying that it's got a good amount of potential to be good, it's got a good amount of potential to be pretty shit. So let's not start on that on that low note. Let's start with the main man, Tom Aspinall. Huge opportunity here, closing out the prelims up against an absolute bona fide legend in Andrei Arlovsky. And I like the fight, to be honest. I do like the fight for Aspinall. He looks too quick, uh, too quick, too agile, too too powerful for Arlovsky at this stage of his career. Obviously, you, you've got the situation where experience comes into it. Don't get much more experience than Arlovsky. He's been fighting uh, quite clever recently. He's put a couple of wins together now. And he keeps it quite tight nowadays, doesn't he? It's kind of, he's looking, it's almost looking for points victories, if you like. And he'll have all the skills in the world. He's got plenty of grappling. He's got the ability to to kind of spoil it a lot, if you like, for Tom Aspinall. And, you know, all, all, all credit to Arlovsky. That's what he should do if, if that's what it takes. But I think from what we've seen from Aspinall so far, I mean, this is, this, again, this is another one of those where you're only a, he's, 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 I think he's mid twenties, mid twenty six or something like that. So, but still young, particularly at heavyweight. You've got a couple of wins there because the division's so thin. You're up against a legend in Arlovsky now. Win here. You're up against maybe the boys who are, who are opening up the card. Maybe the loser there. So, uh, big opportunity for Tom Aspinall. I do think he gets it done, and it's one of those ones where it opens up, it almost opens up the the world's his oyster to him after this one. Well, the original ultimate gatekeeper, any he? Uh, Arlovsky. You beat Arlovsky, no matter what year it is, <laughs> whether it's 2006, 7, 15, 20, 2042. If you beat him in 20 years, you still get a title shot. Number one contender. <laughs> so, so, you beat Arlovsky, that is your um, litmus test to see if you've actually got the chops. I mean, I've got, in my head, and I think in a lot of people's head, Arlovsky's got this reputation being chinny, gets knocked out all the time. You look at his record, he ain't really been knocked out of late that many times. And those who have knocked him out, Rosenstrike, Nungano, the only ones I could see recently. Yeah, you, so, you, you're, you're looking at... He, um, he, he has, sorry, just to back you up there, you're looking at uh, yeah. Rosenstrike, uh, KO'd him with a, a, a dig three fights ago. Then you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine fights until his previous KO loss and guess who that was against? Big Frank. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, you, you bang on the money there. But, but when you first see it from the outset, you think he's chinny, don't you? That's yeah. that's what you automatically go to for whatever reason. Um, but like you say, he's changed it up a little bit, he's tightened up his game and he's eaten out decisions and he, he don't get thrown any favours. Arlovsky, he's a big name, and he's always getting thrown people who the UFC are testing to see if they can push to the next level, and this is Aspinall's chance, he's next in line for it, and I think you're right, I think he is, he's got definitely got the speed advantage, so that's certainly got the age advantage, he's a big lad, he's well-rounded, question is, I haven't really seen too much of him, if it does go into the, the deep waters that Arlovsky's been taking it of late, what's he going to be like in the... 10th, 11th, 12th minute and stuff. Will he still have that speed? I don't know. I hope so. Um, I'm going to go with an Aspinall win. I think he's looked great. He looks the he looks the part. Then he he's got seems to have the right mindset as well. 
Um, can you imagine what it would do for the sport? We say with Bellator there being in the UK on BBC iPlayer and stuff. Can you imagine what it would do? Britain had a UFC heavyweight champion. What that would do for the sport? I mean, it's never happened. We've never really been close. But you have to go hard back to the days of Ian Freeman to have a big, big English heavyweight. So this would be massive for the sport if uh, we could sort of put on a, a world title fight for the heavyweight division. And Tom Aspinall, he's a really, really good chance of getting there. What, like you say, what with the thin division? So big win Saturday night, and it's uh, only monsters thereafter. It is, isn't it? And yeah, like you say, the heavyweight division, no matter what, even even us, we're we're fans. We appreciate the small lads, the in between lads, but there is something about the heavyweights, the heavyweight championship of the world, whether it be boxing or MMA. It, it is a little bit more special, isn't it? So. No pressure on the lad, but uh, we're all expecting. <laughs> England expects that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, like I say, it's a bit of a mixed bag, this car, but there are a couple of other heavyweight fights that we do want to throw in, and we may as well we, we, we may as well chat about the main event. Been a little bit disrespectful there, but it is Curtis Blades, old Bladesy, up against the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. And like I say, this is probably going to go one or two ways, isn't it? I mean, Lewis can finish the fight at any time, so he could very well knock him out early, he could very well knock him out late. Uh, but I would imagine if it is going to go late, you're going to see a lot of wrestling from Blades in the meantime. I don't think he's shy about it, and I don't think he's got any need to be shy about it, because if that's how you win fights and get the get your way to the top, then that's what you're going to do, isn't it? I think it's a pre- pretty predictable outcome, to be honest. That's why we haven't opened the preview with it, because I think we all know what's going to happen. We love Derek Lewis. Everyone loves Derek Lewis. He jokes. He's got a fan-friendly style, and everything about him is just legendary. Best Instagram in the game, as Rogan keeps (laughs) banging on about. But there's a clear route to victory here. I think we said it when the fight got announced, that Blazes is going to take him down, ground and pound, end of the fight. I can't really see any other outcome, to be honest. But like you say, heavyweights, one shot, that's it. I think Lewis can land that, and that's what he's going to be looking to land. I think what we're going to see, though, is Blazy go for the takedown straight away elbows, punches, and finish him off on the ground first or second round? Yeah, I've, I've done, possibly. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know if he'll finish him necessarily. I mean, it's it's a five-rounder, in it? So I guess that, that does increase the chances there. But the one thing I do hang on to, I think it was the... Was it the Volkov fight where uh, Lewis won it last minute? Obviously, a little bit different. Volkov's not going to wrestle with him. But, nah. you know, at least it shows Lewis he still does have that power right, in the, right at the last knocking. So... I think it's one of those where you, you're going to have to watch it all because it, 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 anything could happen. Blazy couldn't, yeah, Blazy, Blazy hits hard as well. We could even knock Derek Lewis, Lewis out if he's worrying about the takedown too much. It could happen. So I think most likely it will be as you've described there. But you're going to stick with a Blazy winner, I guess. It's the it's the sensible money, isn't it? Yeah, definitely Blazy for me. I root for Lewis. I root for Lewis. I will feel a bit cheated if I don't see a. Derek Lewis switch kick which you'll throw <laughs> yeah definitely do nothing for a minute throw a switch kick do nothing for a minute throw a switch kick classic, <laughs> classic. then he'll have a little uh, flurry at the end which is why I love him I love him but I think Blazy the problem with Blazy he wins where does he go there going nowhere I feel so sorry for him because he does everything right but he wins this He's not getting a title shot, is he? No, obviously you've got Francis against Stipe. You've got John Jones in there probably looking to fight the winner. I mean, maybe maybe he gets an opportunity against John Jones because 
Jones might have to wait for a space to open up, but then do they do they want to USC want to throw Bladesy at John Jones and have Jones wrestled for for twenty five minutes? Probably not, which it could very well happen. So it is a difficult situation for him. I think Bladesy has to do the call out. If he wins, or Derek Lewis wins, whoever wins has to call out John Jones. Someone's got to try to. Anything can happen. Just plant the seed. Just he's not going to get another fight that's above him. And John Jones is probably the biggest fight that they could get. And I wouldn't be too sure that Bladesy could out wrestle Jones anyway. I think no, Cormier yeah. couldn't. I think Jonesy could probably bat off Bladesy, obviously the size difference. But um I think whoever wins has to call out John Jones. Just do it. Because you're not <laughs> Just do someone's it. got to. Someone's got to do it. No, I agree. I agree. No one has yet, are they? Which is very, very strange. I don't really mm. get it. Yeah, you made you made an excellent point there, sir. So maybe we've got another heavyweight fight on here actually that I do like to see. We've got Chris Dalkus. He's got uh, he's got a decent record, ten and three. He's up against the old lad, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend. That is Alexei Olenik. Just an absolute geezer. Always looking for that little Ezekiel choke. Just I just love that so much. Like even on the feet in a tie clinch, he's looking for an Ezekiel choke. I just think it's brilliant. But I wouldn't mind seeing Alenik get the win and then call out John Jones in Russian. That'd be that'd be quite funny. <laughs> Jonesy, leave your phone on Saturday, son. Yeah. Alenic, man. What a legend. What a legend. Do you imagine they made Jones versus Alenic? That'd it'd be amazing. It'd be brilliant. They need to do this sort of stuff more often. Come out of left field, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Aspinall should call out John Jones as well. Well, you might you as know? well. You might as well. Yeah. There'll be plenty going on. But yeah, Alenic, legend. Can't say more about him. I think he's got like, you know the record. you got win, loss, draw, and no contest. I think he's double figures on all of them, to be honest. Right. So he's certainly got to be over 100 fights, but legend, got to love that. I'll be rooting for him. The other lad is is quite tasty by all accounts. Um, like you say, got far less experience, but there's, I think there's a reason they're matching him up against Olenek because he's a bit of a name. So be uh, keep your eyes open for that one. I think <clears throat> Olenek might actually be on the, the end of a bit of a shellacking. Uh, well, we're going to have to end this one on a downer, I'm afraid, because I think that I think that just about wraps it up. So. Nice little card at the weekend, and you know we always, we always, we sometimes get a little bit down, but again, going to be cracking this weekend as well. So I've enjoyed this one. I do, I do hope that I can get my camera sorted out soon so that you can see me, Matthew. I would like to, yeah, well, I'd why, like why to do you, you just, that honour. Why don't you describe <laughs> yourself to me and the listeners? Well, what, what, obviously, what, I've been growing my barnet out as well. What are you well. wearing? <laughs> I'll t- take you back to the Barnet conversation if you don't mind. But I've gone for a I've gone for like a David Beckham circa uh, early two thousands look. It's like the curls at the front. It's almost like a almost like a middle parting with curls just hanging down over the over the front of the forehead there. So that's what I'm going for at the moment. Nice. Might nice. as well. Got um, nothing better to do. I'm even more gutted. But I can't see you. <laughs> All right. Before you uh, no golden balls. Before, before we waffle on too much thank you very much for listening we are Mustard MMA like I say go check out the website, website www. Do we, do, we even, do we even need to say that no one says that anymore nowadays do they you just go straight in with, a, with the address yeah I, I would say so Joe yeah, so the world wide web dot that, mustard <laughs> com. check it out a couple of little blogs up there getting nice and tasty Instagram as well the mustard MMA and if you are feeling frisky check us out on Twitter as well mustard MMA we're a bit more lively on Instagram uh, but why not help us out we're not going to complain if you do go and follow us on Twitter so yeah check us out thanks for listening like and subscribe and uh, give us five stars if you can on iTunes and do all that good stuff it really helps us out 
engagement is the word. Engagement is is what the bods want to see nowadays. So we've got to ask for it, haven't we? But other than that, it's been fantastic chatting to you, Matthew. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Au revoir. Au revoir.